All right. Welcome back to She's Busy AF. It is guest podcast day. We love guest podcast days. And this is a good one. Typically, I don't have guests on my podcast who I don't already spend way too much time talking to already. But Haley's pitch sold me and we clicked instantly, especially when she said that she listened to one of my podcasts and heard what I said about Amanda Bucci. And I was like, all right, you know what? This girl and I are going to have a great combo. So a little bit about Haley. She is the CEO and accidental LinkedIn expert leading Propagy, which is a strategic LinkedIn agency on a mission to change the way online service providers use LinkedIn, which is so amazing, especially as I dive into LinkedIn. So I know this is going to be a really great conversation. Uh, If you told her five years ago she'd be a LinkedIn expert teaching online service providers how to use LinkedIn lead gender grow their business, she'd have laughed in your face because like you, she used to hate LinkedIn. I know a lot of people hate LinkedIn. (laughs) When a freelance writing gig turned into a deep dive of LinkedIn's best practices, she realized she'd unlocked the internet's best kept secret for lead generation, thought leadership, and insane business growth. Now Haley helps online service providers like you learn how to make LinkedIn work for your business and your lifestyle through her signature program, Level Up with LinkedIn Legion, and her members-only community, Thought Leaders Collective. So welcome, Haley. Thank you for being on the podcast. I have all the questions and so many things to talk with you about. But first, I want to give you a second to openly vent about stereotypical LinkedIn because we talked about this on Instagram. So I'm going to hand this over to you. Give it to us straight. Go. (laughs) Well, first, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. We were talking a little bit before the show. I think I pitched you like several months ago. And in between pitching you and now I've like decided to start my own podcast and been on other podcasts. So my experience is a lot different now than it was. But when it comes to stereotypical LinkedIn, it's like the ultimate platform for bro marketing. Like all of the advice out there is about like posting five times a day and like connecting with all of these people and spending so much time on the platform. And it's like, that's a full-time job. And I don't know about you, but like I have other shit to do. And LinkedIn is my full-time job. So when I started working with other service providers to do their LinkedIn, I not only needed a way to make it simpler so that I could actually help manage it, I needed a way to make it simpler so that they didn't need to pay me thousands of dollars a month to manage their LinkedIn for the rest of their lives. So whenever we do anything with LinkedIn with our clients, it's all about like, what can you see yourself managing on a day-to-day basis on your worst day? Like you wake up hungover, can you still do this LinkedIn strategy? Then it's a good LinkedIn strategy. Wow, that's awesome. Okay, so you just probably shattered some people's mindsets around LinkedIn, (laughs) talking about bro marketing, connecting with people, posting five times a day without giving away like your secret sauce. Like, can you, can you divulge? Can you share like why you don't like that and what you think is more sustainable? Yeah. Well, I think that social media in general, like we're wired to overthink it because the programs are like being built to make us spend more time on them. So you think about Instagram or you think about Facebook and like being in groups all the time. It's all like quantity over quality. You just need to be everywhere so that people can see you. But the way LinkedIn's algorithm works is like you don't need to do that. And all of the advice will still tell you you need to do that because it's based on other social media strategies. But the way LinkedIn's algorithm works is it just rewards engagement. So you don't need to be posting five times a day or every single day to like stay on top of someone's feed. You just need to create content that's actually worth 
reading and engaging with, and you'll be rewarded for it for a really long time. I've had clients tag me in posts and like, I'm still getting notifications that they're getting engagement like a month later. When was the last time you got a like on a post more than like two days old on Instagram? (laughs) Yeah, the life cycle of content on LinkedIn is absolutely incredible and why I made that a huge part of my strategy like for this year. So it was really funny timing (laughs) that we are, you know, recording this podcast now and that's the that's um the topic. But it's the year of one thing I wanna putting it into the universe. It is. It is. I see. I see a lot of people making the shift, and I think the influence of people making the shift is also putting more people on LinkedIn. And it's really exciting to like see what's happening on the platform as a result. But I will say, and I know, I know my listeners who have tried LinkedIn might feel the same. I go to write a post. Legitimately, this was me yesterday. I go to share a post from this guy who said he like put put up a screenshot of a tweet he posted about how he's like he may not be the smartest person ever, but he definitely knows how to like use Google or whatever, like search for things. He's an expert at, at searching for things. And I sat there and I was like, wow, there's so many like insightful and inspirational things I could say about this. Like I was gonna go down this rabbit hole of how I built my whole business by googling things, and it doesn't mean like you don't need an MBA and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh God, this is starting to sound so cliche. And so I ended up just being like, my first boss looked me dead in the eye and was like, if you have a question, you better Google it first before you come to me. And then I was like, wow, that actually is what catapulted like my whole thought process behind business, behind managing teams. And that's that's what I put. And I was just like, the internet's a crazy place. Like what a time to be alive. But I, I and I think many other people, because of the type of content you see viraling, you go, viraling that you see going viral <laughs> on LinkedIn, I think a lot of people sit and will stare at a screen for a while thinking this has to be inspirational if it's going to go viral. What are your thoughts around that? And like, how do you, how would you, what advice would you give to someone who's totally overthinking like the type of posts they're going to be putting up? Well, so I guess like my first piece of advice would be to join Thought Leaders Collective because we send you a LinkedIn prompts every single Tuesday. So it's super easy to like not overthink it and just answer the On my way. And call it a day. <laughs> On my way. <laughs> but I think the next part of it is like you really need to think about what does going viral actually accomplish? Like you see that guy's post about Google and yeah, you laugh, but like, are you clicking onto his profile? Are you getting to know him? Are you looking to see how you can work with him? Probably not. So with our clients and in our marketing, I think we have a blog post coming out about this soon. Like we don't want you to go viral and we don't want you to want to go viral unless there's an actual strategy and a tactic behind that. I see a lot of people and a lot of posts on LinkedIn that have like thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of engagement. And it's like, well, this is just like a copy pasted sappy story from Reddit. Like, No one's reading that and learning about you and learning about your magic and learning about your experience and wanting to get to know you on a deeper level. So what's the point about anything other than the vanity metrics? And so if you're overwhelmed with like feeling cliche because you're trying to go viral, like maybe just don't try to go viral. I know this year I recently, well, not 2022, but like in the past year, um, I've stopped trying to be professional on LinkedIn. And I just think like, how do I genuinely show up every day in the world and in my community? And that's with like a lot of positivity and a lot of like casual self-deprecating, like chatty stuff. And that's how I show up on LinkedIn now. Wait, so can we say ha 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 and LOL in the comments? (laughs) Absolutely. Sometimes I feel like I can't, you know, like I'm wearing a suit. I can't be, I can't have to be serious. You know, like sometimes that's how LinkedIn feels to me. And I feel like other people feel that way too. Yeah. I think that like 
what LinkedIn really needs to do is add like a laugh reaction to their like, where you can like celebrate support or love or whatever. But yeah, I think that your LinkedIn is an extension of you and is an extension of your personal brand. And if your personal brand is someone who types run on sentences in all lowercase, but like has a lot of enthusiasm for what you do and who you serve, like show up that way on LinkedIn and you'll call in the people who respect that and who want that to be, you know, who they're working with. Wow. It's almost like you should treat it like any other platform. It's almost (laughs) like that. (laughs) Like that is, that's kind of, that's kind of what I'm hearing here because you know, I, again, I feel like people put on a suit to go to LinkedIn. Like that, that is like the best yeah. analogy I can think of. The, it's actually funny. Um, a couple of weeks ago, after I had my, my baby, I posted a picture of myself on LinkedIn in like pretty much pajamas with the baby in my arms. And I was like, this is what I've learned about being a mother and how it relates to business right now. Like this is where I'm at. And it actually got, it got a lot of engagement. Um, and you know, while I have yet to, I think, harvest leads on LinkedIn through content. And actually that's where I want to go next is talk about like harvesting leads. Do you, do you recommend using content to do that? Or are you more like, let's go heavy in sales navigator? Like what has been, Let's just talk about what's been most successful for you as a business with harvesting leads on LinkedIn. Yeah, I the way I look at it is your LinkedIn network, like you're kind of able to manually advertise to them. So if you think about Facebook ads, you're choosing demographics, you're choosing psychographics, you're choosing all of that stuff. And then you're telling Facebook, I will give you money to show this content to these people. Well, in LinkedIn, you can use their search, whether it's in Sales Navigator or the organic search, to find the exact people that you want to be targeting with even more specificity than Facebook ads because you're actually putting a face to the name. And then when you invite them to join your network, now they're going to see all of your content. So it's a combination of creating valuable content that makes people want to get to know you, but then also finding those people that you want to get to know and inviting them to do that. It's, I think we look at it as like just content and then like build it and they will come or just sales where like you have to send messages and you have to be like really aggressively targeting people. But really it's just this combination of creating a space that's fun to hang out in and then inviting people you want to hang out with to join you there. Awesome. Okay. Well, okay. So in terms of content, do you feel like it should be a mix of thought leadership, engaging, fun, and sales? Like, do you recommend to people to post sales content with calls to action? Or do you think that your profile should speak for itself? Again, it's definitely a combination. I think like there are people who I'll like add to my network and every single post is just like, a link to their website, a link to their opt-in, a link to this, a link to that. And like, you can tell that they're not hanging out and having fun on LinkedIn. You can tell they're just like having their social media manager, like check another box when they're scheduling posts. And that feels less like we're actually building a connection. And so I kind of care less. So I'm less likely to engage, but if you lean too far in the other direction and never talk about what you do and never invite your network to make the sale, then you're falling into that like wannabe viral territory where it's like, what's the point of this engagement if it's not turning into something? 
So we have, and you kind of basically named all of them. We have like five content pillars that we talk about when creating a thought leadership strategy. And one of them is like serious thought leadership content that really pivots you and positions you as an expert in your industry. One of them is sales. And then the rest are like engaging and being personal and like driving conversation so that you're not one dimensional. Like, you know, you're not one dimensional. So why would your media strategy be one dimensional? Yeah, that's a good, that's a really good point. So backing up a little bit, um, I know that you kind of stumbled into LinkedIn and that's how like you became obsessed with it. Could you elaborate a little bit on that story? Like what happened and what is like, what is a, a moment of success for you? And when you realized like, okay, LinkedIn's a game changer. Yeah. So I don't know how much of the story I should actually tell because really what happened is I got fired from a job and in the time leading up to getting fired, I think my boss wanted to fire me, but like didn't know how. So they just avoided me. And so I spent a lot of time working on this blog series about how to grow on LinkedIn. It was, I think, called like LinkedIn and dating. They're not as different as you think. And because my boss was avoiding me, I had a lot of time to dive into it. And I was like, I am an expert. This is going to be such an amazing piece of content that goes out into the world. And then they finally fired me. And I was like, okay, I guess I better do something with all this information that I have now. And I just like went hard on LinkedIn and used it to get clients to replace the money that I was making at this job. And then I was able to just kind of use those tactics on clients as I went to help them grow their LinkedIn. And then finally, this year, I systemized the whole thing into a program so I could teach other people how to do it. That's so cool. So what was like, tell us a little bit about the first client that you got off LinkedIn. Or like how that process ended up working for you. Not like exactly how you got them, but like you started a conversation. Like, was it the perfect fit client for you? Tell me more. Yeah, so I was – I got my first client not directly on LinkedIn. It was actually a friend of my dad's um, because nepotism can be good sometimes. Big fan of nepotism. And I (laughs) had been using their – like I'd been growing their LinkedIn and doing a lot of activity on their LinkedIn. And actually what happened was one of their people in their network found out that I was the one doing it and they reached out to me. And when they reached out to me, they saw the content that I had been posting and had been like engaging with my stuff. And then they reached out to see, you know, what I could do for them. So it was a combination of doing really good work on my own LinkedIn to set the stage and show that I'm a professional and that this is my like zone of expertise. I don't want to say zone of genius. I think it's zone of expertise because it was very intentionally developed. And so they were able to see what I was doing, but they were called into it by seeing what I was able to do for someone in their industry. So because I'm LinkedIn, the work that I'm doing kind of speaks for itself and like brings in other similar clients. But people in other industries can do the same thing by showcasing their work and showcasing what they're doing on LinkedIn and having their clients brag about them on LinkedIn. Like there's nothing that says you can't reach out to someone and be like, hey, can you tell people that you like working with me? And then LinkedIn's just a more public place to do it. Okay, so this brings up a really good point and I think it just goes goes across everything, right? So it's like having presence on multiple platforms. Having your presence on multiple platforms is important and then having like those platforms be optimized is equally important. I can't tell you, I mean, I literally can't tell you how many clients I've had 
who saw multiple pieces of content. And this is actually like a very normal buyer's journey. Like you see multiple pieces of content and consciously most people aren't aware of what they've seen that ultimately lead them to the sale. It's just brand awareness and infiltration. And at the end of the day, like something makes them pull the trigger. Exactly. And so sometimes like you're, you may be getting clients off LinkedIn, but they may be, they may have found you there and they may have gotten then gone through your website to reach out. Or maybe they have, um, they found your, they stumbled across your Instagram and then they started engaging with you there. But like, you're not going to come out and say when you start working with someone like, all right, so what was the first touch point? So yeah. I do think, you know, and then, and then just tracking that as a business owner is like, okay, where are you? see where you're putting your efforts and how much and what the correlation is between like leads and sales at the end of the day with where you're putting your efforts. But I do think I agree like LinkedIn can be that, you know, how do you say it? Like validation or that credibility that you need from a potential client to close a sale or to reach out. So that's yeah. that's pretty that's pretty interesting. It sounds like that really like they they obviously they went to your profile and saw oh, okay wow this girl knows what she's talking about blah 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 like it it's not that they came from LinkedIn but it definitely gave you the credibility to to have them as a client. Yeah, and it's also I think a really good example where like the vanity metrics don't matter because when you see a lot of people that are like big on LinkedIn they have like thousands tens of thousands of followers or connections or like they're getting all of this traction on all of their stuff my LinkedIn's pretty small like at the time that I was really growing like my clients through LinkedIn I maybe had like 500 connections and a lot of them were just like friends and family from school and stuff so again it's not about like the quantity of people in your network it's about the quality and really filling that network with people who you think are good fits for you and who you think you can really benefit and serve in a good way that's totally that's that's so true what a great takeaway (laughs) okay cool so if someone's listening to this and they're like oh boy guess I need to get on LinkedIn or they're on LinkedIn and just feeling a little lost. What are some tips that you would give someone to kickstart their legion journey on LinkedIn? Yeah, I think definitely like listening to the first half of this conversation and really absorbing the don't put the pressure on yourself to be perfect. You don't need to wear a blazer to be on LinkedIn. Like who you are and how you show up every day for your business is good enough and taking that pressure off of yourself. Like that's step one. And it's also steps like two through 15. (laughs) And then step two is really just think about like, who do you want to work with? What features and benefits do they have? And like, how do they talk about themselves? And then you can use LinkedIn to search for those people exactly. And then reach out to them and make a connection. It doesn't have to be like, if you're a brand and web designer, like, hey, I noticed your website sucks. I'm great at fixing websites. (laughs) Like it doesn't have to be so overt. It can just be like, hey, like, I love what you're doing. I work with other people in your industry. I'd love to stay connected. And then you build that relationship from there. And then that's that like first memorable touch point. So then they see, you know, you're sharing websites you've worked on, you're sharing branding tips, you're sharing all of that little bits and pieces so that when they do realize, hey, my website does kind of suck. Who do I know who can help me out? They're not posting in a Facebook group to get a bunch of people they've never heard of. They're thinking, oh, that's that person I connected with on LinkedIn. I'm going to ask them to help me because I have that relationship. That's, that's so true. And it kind of brings me back to when I had my agency and like we would go after people whose websites sucked. We would be like, okay, let's try and like sign them on for XYZ. And like our initial strategies were not great because we would actually say to them like, oh, you know, I really think that you this is where you can improve your website. And there is no quicker way to turn someone off from working from, with you than to tell them that something sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then, but infiltrating them with content 
content and knowing that it's a long game, I think that's really important too. A lot of people think that sales happen quickly. You know, like you reach out to someone, the conversion happens right away. No, it happens over time. Yeah. <laughs> it really, it, with a lot of, unless, unless you are solution, is it solution aware? Yeah. Unless you are solution aware, like, or the ideal client or the client, the prospect, unless they are solution aware, it does take a long period of time. And that could be yeah. like two weeks. That could be six months. It could be two years, you know? And so it's, that's why I think too, it's important in marketing to just keep going. Like don't give up, keep going, keep posting content, do what's manageable and sustainable for you as a business while you grow your current client base or get clients in other ways, referrals, whatever. But like marketing pays off (laughs) and LinkedIn's a great way to do that. (laughs) And that's what I love about LinkedIn is it really does support that like minimum viable output, like lowest common denominator like slow and steady wins the race you can just keep plugging away at it and it's not taking all of your time and energy so you're able to keep doing it even if it doesn't pay off like immediately i love that oh this is why linkedin is the best yeah. <laughs> i'm so glad that it's like i remember a couple years ago i'm telling clients like all right guys we got we got to be on linkedin you know like let's beef up your profile let's do this let's do that and like profile that's a whole other conversation but like optimizing your profile and they were like but but is linkedin like really a thing are people really there like isn't that where people just search to find jobs and it, it has it has evolved so much over the last few years don't you think Oh yeah, definitely. It's It's definitely changed and it's changed what people are using it for. And so many people are on it. Like even if I talk to people who tend to find their clients on Instagram and they're like, I can't find my clients. What if they don't exist? What if they're not there? I'm like, just search. Like you want to work for like do coffee shops, search coffee shop owner on LinkedIn. Like you'll find a bunch. They're there. People are everywhere. They are there. Yeah. It's all like perception based too. You know, like I, I used to think that too. Like, oh yeah, no, my client's definitely not on LinkedIn. And you do the search and it's crazy. They're there. <laughs> maybe maybe not in your locale, but like they're, they're there. They're somewhere in the world. Yeah. Like there's 750 million people on LinkedIn. Your your clients are there. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> that is awesome. I, okay. So like case in point, everyone should be on LinkedIn, right? If, yes. Especially if you're an online service provider. Yeah, pretty much. That's the tattoo it on my forehead. That's my mantra. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Well, I want to talk real quick about your podcast. Can you tell us a little bit about what we can expect there? I know you said you've already recorded a few episodes. What is this podcast going to be about? Yeah. So shockingly, it's not about LinkedIn. Um, oh, it's, called, it's called Messy in the Middle, <laughs> and it will be launching February 1st. And it's all about that middle stage of business where you're not a beginner anymore. So you're not really getting the value out of like the basic how-to blogs on Pinterest and like everything you did to like figure out how to run a business. But you're also not this like super successful rolling in cash can just pay people to solve all of your problems stage either you're really in that middle stage where like everything is hard and it's still kind of rewarding but you also want to give up maybe seven to ten times a day um so it's about and for people in that stage of business so we're interviewing guests talking about their messy middle but we're also having some solo episodes with me talking about you know, random stuff I'm going through. And then our guests also will have episodes about what they do. So my first episode is a solo episode. And then two and three, I interviewed a hiring expert. So she talked about her messy middle journey of growing her hiring agency over the last year. But then the second episode is about like 
hot hiring takes and what some of the bad advice out there is and how you can approach hiring differently and in a more equitable way. So things that messy middle people need, even if they can't necessarily afford to pay other people for. Oh my gosh, that sounds really, okay, this sounds really awesome. Every time I hear other people's ideas, sometimes I'm like, damn, I should have done that. And I'm like, no, Lauren, time and place, like, <laughs> like just let it inspire you. <laughs> um, no, that's that's really awesome. I'm very excited for you. Can't wait for that to launch. Um, we will definitely be sure to check that out. It's going to be great. Uh, it's going to be great. Actually, by the time this podcast episode comes out, I think you'll be like a week away from launching. So we will all cheer you on <laughs> from over here. Um and lastly, how can my listeners find you and work with you? What is a good like entry level point? Um, I, would that be your Thought Leadership Collective? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So Thought Leaders Collective, I think, is my favorite thing that I've ever created. It's a monthly content membership where every Tuesday you get a LinkedIn prompt emailed to you. They're designed to be super simple, like fill it out in 15 minutes or less. Um, just to be getting content on LinkedIn. We're doing the strategy for you. You just need to put your personal spin on it. Um, and then in that membership, we also have every Tuesday, we do co-working with our members. So we all hang out and get our LinkedIn stuff done together. Uh, and we have a LinkedIn group and quarterly planning sessions. So we get together and talk about like, well, what do you want to accomplish on LinkedIn this week? What do you have the capacity for? Um, that's Thought Leaders Collective and it's my absolute favorite. Uh, and then we also have our signature program, Level Up with LinkedIn Lead Gen, which gets into more of the lead gen strategy part of LinkedIn. And that is a year-long program where we have monthly strategy calls, weekly goal setting, and really are just there to support you in keeping up with LinkedIn and not giving up when things get hard. Um, but the best way to learn about all of it is on our website, which is theprophecy.com. Perfect. We'll be sure to link all of that in the show notes. Um, obviously, you hang out on LinkedIn. Is there anywhere else you hang out? Instagram? Um, yeah, I definitely hang out on Instagram. I'm trying to have a little bit more fun over there. I think most people prefer Instagram for fun stuff, but like I'm so used to LinkedIn for that. Um, but definitely, if you check us out, Propagy on Instagram, I'm trying to hang out more over there. Awesome. Well, Haley, thank you so much for coming on the podcast in the new year. This is Oh my God, you are my first guest for this new year. So what an honor. that is <laughs> so exciting. I know I, the fact that I could break away for 45 minutes sans baby to record this, I am thrilled about. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you so much for being the first guest of the year, season three. I look forward to keeping up with you on LinkedIn. I I myself will probably go check out your Thought Leaders Collective because that just sounds like what I need right now. So beautiful. We'd love to have you. <laughs> yeah, it sounds fun. I like honestly the the appeal to it, and I think this is true for a lot of people too, is like the fact that there's other people in it too. There's people you can talk to, connect with, all of that. And then on top of that, get great content. So awesome. We love it. So thank you so much for joining us and thank you for tuning in to another episode of She's Busy AF. We will see you on the next one.